For the best listening experience, be sure to use your headphones or earbuds. The Latino Theater Company presents Premeditation, Episode 1, The Shangri-La Hotel. sure if I should tell what happened because you'll never believe it. My day began like any other day. I woke up, showered, while I was shaving, my wife Lydia walked in. Her bleach blonde hair a mess, no eyeliner, no lipstick, and she started with, uh, you know, the usual. Why do you have to be so messy? Why do you wear white shirts every day anyway? What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. It's what I'm always talking about. Your dirty shirts. I like to look nice, okay? It's my work ethic. Work ethic? You haven't worked for months. Why don't you try working around here sometime? Why don't you get your junk out of the closets or clean the garage? And don't say, what are you talking about? You know I hate it when you say that. What are you talking about? I'm talking about you always saying, what are you talking about? Because you know it burns my ass. You're nuts, you know that? Honestly, I think you're losing it. Losing it? Huh. I lost it a long time ago. I lost it the day I married you. I must have been crazy. That's right. I'm fucking nuts. When are you going to clean the garage? I've been asking you for weeks. Weeks? Don't exaggerate. Hasn't been weeks. You're right. It's been months. Two months, to be exact. Ever since you had the incident. And there it was. She had to bring up the incident. You had to bring it up, didn't you? Not a day goes by without you bringing up the incident. That's not true. I didn't bring it up yesterday. Because I was gone all day. But I didn't bring it up. And by the time I got home, you were in bed. But I didn't bring it up, did I? You're not only nuts, you're neurotic. Oh, shut up. You don't even know what neurotic means. (laughs) Oh, yes, I do. And that went on and on and on. You know what? Forget it. I'm throwing these fucking shirts away. My day began similarly. Only a hundred times worse. My husband, Fernando, walked into the bedroom after his shower, wearing a white terry cloth robe, drying his wild hair that he never combs. He threw the wet towel on the bed and asked, Have you seen my jacket? The corduroy one? I took it to the cleaners. I just had it cleaned. It looked dirty. But it wasn't. So you want to wear a dirty looking jacket? Who cares? I care. Why? You're right. If you don't care, why should I? It's not a reflection on me. But I'm sure some people will think it's a reflection on me because I'm your wife. What are you talking about? Don't say that. You know I hate that. Okay. I'm sorry. Do you have to drop food on your clothes every time you eat? You don't put food in your mouth. You toss it in. That's why it ends up on your shirts and your ties. Nobody's going to care about a little grease stain. Nobody's going to notice. I did. That's because you were looking for it. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Okay, fine. You weren't. 
I wasn't what? You weren't looking for the chorizo stain. Chorizo? Is that what it was? With your cholesterol? It was soy riso, okay? From Trader Joe's. Did you make the appointment to get your car serviced? I'm going to. When? Today. You said that yesterday. Well, I forgot yesterday. And you'll probably forget today. I won't forget. How do you know you won't? You just reminded me. I reminded you yesterday. I was busy yesterday. And you're not busy today? I am, but... Do you want me to make the appointment for you? That would be great. Why would I have to make the appointment to service your car? Because you just offered to. It wasn't an offer. It was a question. Then the answer is no. No? If I say yes, you'll get upset. I'm already upset. I couldn't take it anymore. I walked out. What are you talking about? I took out a cigarette and lit it. I picked up my phone and dialed. My hands were shaking. My phone rang. I left the room. He answered. Hello? Hello? It was her. She sounded desperate. It's me. I was hoping you'd call. I've decided. Yes? Let's... Well, you know. Okay. Where should I meet you? The Shangri-La Hotel. I'll meet you in the restaurant. I hung up, got dressed, and headed out the door. I didn't say goodbye to Lydia. Mal! Mal! Where are you, Mal? Mauricio? I headed to the Shangri-La. I walked into the restaurant, stopped and looked around. I saw her waiting at a table in a corner wearing a scarf and sunglasses, taking off her gloves one finger at a time. There was a small suitcase tucked underneath the table. Next to her, long, beautiful legs. When I saw those legs, I thought, well, I can't tell you what I thought because it wouldn't be polite. And she looked at her watch. I saw him walking toward me, but I pretended not to. He looked mysterious, wearing a pinstripe suit. A fedora hat and a tie that was a little too wide and two-toned shoes. He approached the table. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry I'm late. Are you? I hadn't noticed. She had. Were you careful that no one was following you? Yes. Were you? Yes. You look. Yes. Nervous. I am. I've never done this before. Don't worry. It'll be fine. How do I know that I can trust you not to tell anyone? I would never do that. How do I know that? Didn't I come highly recommended? Yes. But she was just another desperate woman like me. Well, most of the women I service are. Look, you want to change your mind. No, it's... It's just that it feels so planned, so thought out, so prearranged, so intentional, so calculated. It feels so... premeditated. That's the only way. You don't want to get caught, do you? No. Neither do I. I put a cigarette to my mouth and he lit it. 
it took in a long drag. Suddenly, I felt like we were being watched. I heard footsteps. It was the waiter, as Esmeralda had ordered drinks. Your drinks, madam. She opened her clutch purse and took out her credit card out of her wallet and handed it to the waiter. Thank you. You're welcome, madam. I know you probably feel guilty. Of course I will. We've been married for 25 years. And it's understandable. We've made a life together. That's why I told you to take your time. Think about it before you decide it. You have to be sure you want to go through with this because... If there's any doubt. Any doubt at all. No. I have thought about it. I want to. I really do. Okay. And then his phone rang. It was my wife, Lydia. I put it on silent. Sorry about that. But little did I know. Back at the house, I was still doing the laundry, cleaning out his pants' pockets because he always leaves stuff in them, and I found a small piece of paper. I read it. Esmeralda? Who the fuck is Esmeralda? So I called Mal, but he didn't answer. So I sent him a text. Who the fuck is Esmeralda? My phone dinged, but I ignored it. Then Esmeralda slid something across the table very discreetly. I moved my hand toward hers and they touched. Her hand was soft as silk. Here's the key. I'll go up first and wait for you in the room. I looked around to make sure no one had seen us. Then I looked straight into her eyes and said, Okay. He didn't respond to my text. He never does. So I dialed the number on the piece of paper. I was at home doing some leisurely reading. Metaphysics and misanthropes, as I recall. Esmeralda had stepped out, and to be honest, I was enjoying the solitude when the phone rang. A man answered. Hello? Who's this? Who would you like to speak to? Esmeralda? Esmeralda's not home. This is her husband. Her husband? May I take a message or tell her who called? She has a husband? Who is this? Fucking bitch. Hello? I hung up. Hello? That's peculiar. I hung up, flabbergasted. Esmeralda slowly rose from the table, slipped on her hat, picked up the small suitcase and sauntered out the door. I waited and sauntered out myself. In the hotel lobby, I was intercepted by a bellboy who took my suitcase. I didn't want his help, but I didn't want to seem suspicious. I saw her hand her suitcase to the bellboy, I thought to myself. Risky move. We entered the hotel room, the bellboy and I. I got a closer look at him. He looked like a character out of a Cheech and Chong movie. Large mustache, a little dip in his walk, an east side accent. He opened the window blinds and the sunlight shot in. I wanted them shut, but I didn't want to see him. Well, you know. He took his time showing me the room, the bathroom. I mean, who cares? Anything else? 
I ordered a full bar. Yes, ma'am. Charge it to the room. Si, senora. I hate it when they call me senora. It makes me feel like my mother. He closed the door behind him and I took a cigarette out of my purse and lit it. As I reached the hotel room door, it opened. It was a bellboy. I pretended I was walking by and continued down the hallway. But I got a closer look at him. He looked like my cousin Louis. Good looking. Handlebar mustache and a very cool dip in his walk. I thought to myself, why is this guy working as a bellboy? He should be in the movies. He headed down the hallway in the opposite direction. Once he was out of sight, I headed back to the room and knocked on the door. I jumped, startled. I was so on edge. Who is it? It's me. I opened the door. He entered and cased the room. He closed the blinds. Thank God. I didn't want him to be able to see my tension lines up close. Didn't I give you a key? I lost it. That is so typical. Men. But I let it go. Let's go over the details. She wanted to go over the details. Again. How many times did we have to go over the details? We had gone over it. I knew how she wanted it done. Just once more. Again? I don't like to do that. It lessens the rush for me. Okay. And then my phone rang. I looked at it. It's him, my husband, Fernando. Don't answer it. Where does he think you are? I don't know. He doesn't care. He never calls. Don't answer. Put it on vibrate. Vibrate? I don't know how to do that. I'm always pushing the wrong button. She was in a panic. So I took her phone, put it on vibrate, and tossed it on the bed. I tried to get back to the subject at hand. I took off my coat and hat and hung them on the coat rack near the door. I heard her gasp when she saw my gun in my holster. I smiled, tried to take the edge off. I lay down on the bed. Okay, tell me how you want to do this. She went over the plan. Again. He'll leave his office at the university at approximately 4.45 p.m. He'll go south, down the hallway, probably stop off at the men's room. It's a long drive home. He'll leave the men's room, walk out of the north wing's second floor door, walk down the stairs and head toward parking lot A. He has a faculty parking pass. He'll go directly to his car. A 2015 Volvo. Silver with black leather interior. You'll recognize it because it'll be the dirtiest car in the parking structure. It'll probably have Cheetos or Doritos bags thrown on the dash. When he reaches the car, he'll open the trunk. That's when you'll shoot him. Push him into the trunk and take his briefcase. You said you had a silencer? Yes. But I like it. Loud. On the next episode of Premeditation, 
Bernardo attempts to get to the bottom of a mysterious call he received. Esmeralda and Mauricio make special arrangements that set their plan in motion. Meanwhile, new information makes Mauricio reconsider his decision. Premeditation, written by Evelina Fernandez, based on her stage play Premeditation. Voice performances directed by Jose Luis Valenzuela. Produced by the Latino Theater Company. Sound editor, designer, mixer, John Zalewski. Composer and additional editor, Robert J. Ravel. Recording engineer, Ivan Robles. Cast, Evelina Fernandez as Esmeralda. Sal Lopez as Mauricio. Jeff Rivas as Fernando. Lucy Rodriguez as Lydia. Publicist, Lucy Pollock. Marketing manager and graphic designer, Javi Moreno. The Latino Theater Company is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. For more information, visit our website, latinotheaterco.org. <laughs>